Welcome to the GameDev.TV Community Podcast. I'm your host KB, and I would like to introduce you to industry professionals and people who successfully made their path to the video game industry. I hope that you will enjoy the podcast and get useful tips that will bring you closer to achieving your dreams. Now, let's get right into the podcast. So, well, welcome to the GameDev.TV Podcast. Hey, we have Kat you. here today to talk about her learning journey and everything that's to do with animation, painting, drawing, and all that good stuff. And then also, Kat, can you let the fans know a little bit about who you are, and I'm going to go from there. So, hi, I'm Kat. That stands for Katarina, but usually people treat me for Kat. And I'm a concept artist, illustrator, graphic designer from Portugal, um, usually based in London, but at the time, I'm in Finland working. So, yeah, I've been working mostly for animation, but... In the past, I studied interior and exterior design and also graphic design. So I kind of, well, I kind of work in like a lot of like different design things, but animation mostly. Okay, awesome. And so how did you get started with all this? Was this something you were just passionate about when you were younger? Or is this something yeah. you grew on to later? Yeah, I think so. So um, I'm the youngest of seven siblings. So my family is quite wow. huge. And um, all my brothers and sisters, somehow they are like design related. So my brother is a filmmaker. I have a sister who is a photographer, all of that. My mom is like the best artist. She's very, since she a, a very um, young age, she's like always like painting with us and all of that. So I think that's where my design um, interest comes from yeah definitely and then for a while but I, I didn't really wanted to work in animation specifically or games or anything I just knew that I like to paint and then it happened after <laughs> <laughs> you can't go wrong with that you like I knew you wanted to do this and then you just did it and that's hard for some people because it's like hey I want to do something with my life but I don't know what to do and then you kind of had something and then ran with that yeah so exactly. but then that's the tricky part was like so, okay so you wanted to do that but how did you go from like improving upon it because it's a different being like oh I just like to draw and it's like I like to draw but I want to be really good at it yeah I know uh, so yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Like, I always really liked to draw and all of that. But then I I started studying gra- um, interior and exterior design in Portugal. I was 15, uh, 16 or 17 when I applied to that course. And um, I didn't really draw there anything, but I kind of learned a lot about lighting and interiors and exteriors. And then... Um, after that, uh, when I went to London, I moved to London to study graphic design and I even stopped drawing for a while. I was just like really interested in books and typography and all of that. And then, um, but I would like finish university um, at 6 p.m. Then I would go to work when I was in uni. I was like working in restaurants and all of that in London. And then I would just draw from like, midnight until like 4 a.m next what? day so I, <laughs> yeah it was a pretty crazy times in london where i was trying to kind of be a graphic designer and an illustrator at the same time so like during the day i was mostly g- doing graphic design but at night i would just like be painting and all of that so i was like pretty exhausted exhausted at the time but it was really helpful for me to kind of um, learn about composition at the same t- so graphic design and illustration are like two areas that they collide really well because of the composition and all of that so it was like i think that was the time where i improved the most i guess mm-hmm. okay and so when did you wake up when you went to bed at 4 a.m no it's yeah. Pretty great. yeah usually <laughs> i would miss my first classes in uni you'd in miss your morning. first classes yeah, yeah. Or I would just be late a little bit. Yeah, it was like crazy. <laughs> you can always well. live inside the the classroom. Yeah, it, it actually, works. been there. I yeah, I actually chose that um, uni because they had the uh, library open twenty four hours. So sometimes we would stay there. Really, 
we would <laughs> sleep there almost. Dang. Well, okay, so this is already off to a start. I didn't think. So, what made you want to do the like working till four a.m. because you loved it, or because it was the only time was available for you? I think it was the only time was available for me, and um, and I loved it at the same time. I would start drawing at like midnight or something, and then. I don't know, I was like so passionate at the time about that and uh, I would stay until really, really late. And that's actually something I really miss nowadays. And the other day I was thinking like, maybe I'm just getting old or something because I was like, oh, I really miss the times where I could just like stay awake the whole night painting and all that. But nowadays I'm like at 10 p.m. I'm dying already. I'm like completely dead. I see what you mean. I, I miss the times where I could sleep two hours a day, right? It's so good. Yeah, it's so good. But now it's like if I sleep seven hours, I'm grumpy. So I really need like 10 hours to of sleep. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I'm starting to get there. I used to be able to sleep yeah. like four hours. Now I need like six. Otherwise, I can't function. Yeah. But, um, but okay, so then from 12 to 4, what were you, you were just drawing to draw? Like, did you have any specific goals in mind when you were drawing? Yeah, I was painting and drawing a lot, mostly because, so my specific goal was like, I was building a graphic design portfolio for when I finished uni, right? But I always said that in the first six months after uni, I would try to work in animation, just try. And then I, so um, I was building my anima- animation, no, like my concept art portfolio, just to have it ready for when I graduate, you know, um, because I never thought it would be possible to work in animation. Uh, I don't know why, because I didn't know like a lot of people from animation. I didn't even know how the industry works or anything like that. And coming from Portugal, uh, such a small country, and they don't have like a big, big animation industry there. I never really believed it would be possible, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So uh, that was the portfolio I was building like in between uni and all of that. So just for the, those first six months of that, I'm just going to try to do what I kind of love and then mm. let's see if I get a job or something. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's very inspiring. So you <laughs> thought it wasn't even possible, but you were like, I'm going to do it anyways because I love it. Yeah. And you got it to work. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even know how to, you know, find a job or anything like that. It was pretty crazy. But yeah. So how did you take that leap of faith? Like, was it your support you have your family or is it just passion Uh, and love? (laughs) (laughs) Just passion. No, uh, my family, of course, they were very supportive, but uh, Mm -hmm. no one from my family is also in the animation industry or or anything. I think my mom, she she still thinks that I animate, but I don't. So (laughs) when she says, like, she she doesn't really understand, like... uh, the concept of animation, I guess, of concept art or something. But um, they were very supportive, of course. But I think what kind the I think a big game changer for me was like in the end of my course in the third year, uh, we had like some in London we do like awards like students they in the third year they just uh, kind of work for to get for contests and all of that to get awards or something like that. And there there was a specific um, brief that it was for animation for Binu uh, is like a comic um, magazine very known in England. And um, the brief was to do something like character design or whatever. And I was like, oh, nice. This is not not nothing related with graphic design. So I'm going to go for that. And I will see like how it is to be like a character designer or something, blah, blah, blah. Um, I ended up winning all those awards. Um, Damn. Yeah, it was <laughs> so good for me because I didn't even believe that would be, you know, possible. And no one in my university for a long time won all of those awards together. So it was like a big moment for me. And um, I won from the Royal Society of Arts and the DNAD and all of that. And then... And I, and I was like, oh, maybe I can work for animation. Maybe I don't need to 
to be a graphic designer or anything, even though I love graphic design, but not that much the industry of graphic of graphic design, I kind of like more authorial design or whatever. So yeah, I think that was the big change for me. I was like, oh my God, this maybe this is possible. Like people kind of like it and what I'm doing and maybe. So yeah, that was the moment, I guess. And so for people who don't know, what the Royal Society of Art, like how, how big is that? How prestigious is that? It's kind of nice, yeah. I think they are kind of old in London. Uh, I don't know from what time really but i think it's a, a good award to have like a student award and even the dnad is like the yellow pencil thing and it's also kind of nice in london it was nice it was very good for me uh, i met a lot of people but most importantly gave me like a lot of confidence about the character design and all of that awesome so then mm. after you decided that, hey, you want to do animation now, what did you do after that? Did you go apply for jobs? Did you build your portfolio? Yeah. What did you do? So, yeah, I, I had my portfolio and then I started like submitting to studios. Of course, a thousand of like uh, no's and no answers and all of that. But suddenly there was a studio. There was a director from a studio, his name is Tim Sullivan. He works in Carrot Animation in London. And they contacted me, so, hey, Kat, we like your work, blah, blah, blah. Are you looking for a one-month freelance gig, something there? And I was like, oh, yeah, of course, blah, blah. And I went there. And, um, yeah, I ended up working a lot for, uh, well, I ended up working almost a year for them. It was just a month, but then it turned out a year. And it was an amazing studio. Carrot is like the best place to start in animation. And um, they were so helpful for me. And they, in, in six months, they gave me like so many opportunities to be like directing and really? all of that. And yeah, wow. and they were really nice. Jamie, okay. Jamie and team and all of them, they were really cool for me. So I think I learned a lot there. But in the beginning it was really tricker, tricky because I didn't even know basic things like what is a producer, what does a producer do and all of that. So I kind of felt like I had to work the double. So every time, imagine we would finish work at six and I would stay until like midnight or something, just trying Gosh. to learn all the, all the terms <laughs> and things that they talk about there. You know, I didn't even know what's a pipeline, what's, you know, I didn't know nothing and I, I was just pretending I knew, but I was just like, yeah, yeah, of course. And then in the end, I was just like Googling, what is this? What is that? <laughs> it was crazy. But yeah, nice. So you didn't know what a pipeline was or what sleep no. was? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know nothing, basically. You're an I just knew how to paint. Oh my gosh. Oh, well. Air quotes. I don't know how to paint yet, but I I knew how to pretend to know how to paint. I guess. Wait, this is during the uh, one month gig, you turned to six months, turned to a year. Pardon? Sorry. So during that year at Carrot, you didn't know how to paint. Is that what you just said? No, of course I knew. I was. Oh, okay. I I I'm, I was saying that I still don't know. I just know how to pretend. Oh, to know. okay. I got it. <laughs> Yeah, no, well, you, to paint. <laughs> yeah you, you wouldn't be the first person to come here and say you just need to fake it till you make it right fake it until you make or, it or the second or the third probably exactly. like the tenth or something yeah yeah fake i mean it. sometimes you just have to like you know certain skills but you don't know everything of so you kind of like fake some parts yeah. to make sure. it and it yeah yeah, yeah the, the important thing is to find a place where you can like get some opportunity and give your yeah. all so you say you learned some things. What were some of the things you learned? In carrots, like yeah. overall. Besides the pipeline and all this stuff. Like <laughs> what the, a producer <laughs> does in a show. Well, uh, I worked in a lot of different projects there. I started as a character designer in Child's Farm. It's like a, t um, a mini series that they have. But then um, I started working a lot on pitch like pitch uh, projects which are my favorite thing to work on like visual development and all of that and well i learned so many things um base basic stuff from character turnarounds all of that but also 
um, most importantly, how to kind of read a script and try to ima start imagining that world and all of that. I gained a lot of like a lot of experience with that and like um, it really opened because their the studio is so open. They were really willing to find like different styles and all of that. So I in one week I would be painting in a really graphic style and the week after on another pitch project I would be completely painting loosely like it's ink or uh, normal paints or traditional or something. So, well, I I even tried different mediums and all of that. So it was like so good. That's why I keep saying that carrot is the best place to start a career because they are not so, you know, there are some studios who they have their style and they are like, oh, you need to kind of copy this and do uh, and just fit our style. But no, they were looking for different styles, different. And at the time I was also looking for my style, kind of. So, well, it was perfect. I think, yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your style? Because I've seen some stuff on Instagram and ArtStation and it's, it's so unique, different, and I love it. Really? Well, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I don't really have a style, but um, I think I, well, what I like is, I, I, of course, I'm really sketchy. That's the only thing consistent in, <laughs> in all the things that I do. I usually, yeah, I think I don't really have a style and I never really worried that much about finding a specific characteristic of my work or a specific style. I just like when I'm enjoying something, I just keep doing it. Of course, I have like inclinations if this is an English word or no. But of course, I, I'm always like going through certain directions. But I, I wouldn't say that I have a specific style. Of, at least I don't recognize it yet, but maybe one day I will. But um, I believe I'm kind of too young for to have that already. I, I, I want to experiment a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But like just looking at it, I would be like, it just uniquely fits, I guess, you. Not that like, yeah. But like, yeah, because it's if you go through the whole all of your Instagram and art station, and if mm -hmm. I now look at like somewhere else randomly, I'm like, oh, that's cat style. That's the way cat. Really? Does it. Oh, yeah. I mean, at least that's what I get from looking at it like a quick glance, because it's kind of different from other people's art where it's just like the Disney type of art where it's just like, you, oh, see, no. you know what I'm saying? Like it looks all the yeah. same. Yours just looks different from most people that I've seen. Well, at least most. Not, I mean, it's probably maybe more of a London thing. I don't know. Your art is very unique. <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> to explain it, right? It's hard to like, your art just your art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and, yeah. And like, so I'm curious in like the process of you making your art. What, like, do you have an idea where do you want to go before you start painting or does it kind of just happen when you wake up or like because some of these are very i think raw i would say like you just like like intimate some of them where it's just like oh wow this maybe you had a moment you're like i just want to draw this it's like what kind mm -hmm. of the process is with the art yeah um you mentioned art station that's a bit of my old oldest work i think instagram yeah. is more like nowadays sketching and just posting there i think yeah um about the process well it 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 depends a lot if it's um because i think i have two versions of katarina of cat and one is when i'm working and the other is when i'm just sketching to like post on internet or something like that so uh, so the process is completely different. Usually those uh, sketches that you see on Instagram and even on my website or something, they're kind of, yeah, just like random ideas if I'm in the park or something and I have my iPad and I start sketching or around Lisbon in Portugal. I sketch a lot in Portugal usually when I go there. Um, when I'm working, the process is completely different because of course I have deadlines and all of that. But um, I guess what what really inspires me for my um, personal work is more just people being people, I guess. I don't really have a theme or anything. I just like 
I like random simple things of the day life uh, and I'm doing some I don't have that work online yet but at the moment I'm working a lot on kind of poor uh, fishermen country uh, countries and all of that like I, I'm really interested in in really the daily life a day in a life and also from kind of more um, poor villages and fishermen and all that at the moment mm. I like that it's, <laughs> yeah. it's different it's and kind then, of poetic the life yeah life. <laughs> it's like you're telling a story just with the artwork nothing mm. else and then there's also this cool one I saw on Instagram where it's this one girl like trying to do like writing email or something and it says the um, majestic world of freelancers. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then someone was like, You're the next generation's Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I know, right? That's <laughs> nice. like again, that's like some stuff where I'm like, that says so much. Mm. And that's it. Like there's nothing more to it but what people get from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you are the next Leonardo da Vinci, you just don't know it. <laughs> no, I I wouldn't. Actually, um, um, da Vinci, he had a kind of an eye condition that I, I have as well. So I really like to say that to people. Oh, you know, I have the same eye condition that uh, Da Vinci and Picasso had. But, well, I wouldn't even try to compare me to that. That's Look almost how humble like... she is. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what is this eye condition? I never heard of that. It's just a thing of... Um, well, I don't really know how to explain it in English, but it's... Um, a way of like lighting, um, absorbing in the eye. Well, whatever. I don't know how to say in English. Let's just call it lazy eye. Okay. <laughs> that works. Like, but I have a romantic way of explaining it. Okay, that sounds well, like you can explain it in Spanish. <laughs> I'm in Portuguese. Well, no. Recording uh, in your Portuguese. <laughs> I'm yeah, but I don't know eye conditions. I, uh, <laughs> I was like, maybe you could translate. <laughs> oh, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> oh, that's good. But that's crazy. So Picasso and Da Vinci had it? Yeah, they had it. Um, at least I read it somewhere and I found it like really funny. It's like, oh, okay, maybe I'm one day like I'll be like them. But well, no, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> one day, maybe now. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, you never no. know. Time will tell. Yeah, you and have it, to shoot for the stars, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, this is really cool. I just, I also like the ones that look like a lot like paintings. Well, the painting ones, essentially. Because the mm-hmm. colors are really cool. For the one that says, come in, she said, I'll give you shelter from the storm. Oh, the top yeah. one just looks, it could be many things. It looks like the sunset, but also looks like an explosion went off. And the person's mm-hmm. just like in the middle of it saying, you can't destroy me. At least that's how I perceive it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I had fun with that one. That was a time when I was like experimenting a lot with Photoshop and um, like different brushes and all of that. I was a lot into oils, so I kind of wanted to try to reproduce uh, air quotes the oil like textures and all of that in Photoshop. I guess oily, oil-ish. I guess, yeah, okay. that was fun. Sometimes. And so, how long does it take to make one of these paintings slash drawings? Oh, really quick. Uh, those paintings, like most of my work on Instagram, uh, it's really quick work. It's uh, it's like 40 minutes, one hour, sometimes two <laughs> hours or three hours. But uh, it's really quick. Like all my work online is mostly like sketchy stuff. I don't really... Because when I'm working on like big paintings and all of that, usually it's it's for work, like studio or whatever. So Instagram work and all of that, it's usually one hour, two hours maximum when I'm like in bed on my iPad and I want to sketch something and I just do it. But um, well, there are paintings that usually sometimes take a week or something, but that's... R- for studio and yeah. well with a lot of changes and all that things but um well yeah so you're telling me that the artwork you do on instagram is easy for you <laughs> it's not it's never easy oh I mean, okay. it's fast my bad yeah minutes it's... of 
of sweating and crying, <laughs> but it, it's never easy, but usually it's quicker, yeah. Okay. It, yeah. Dang, I couldn't imagine doing one of these in like 60 minutes, uh, let alone <laughs> even doing it, but like 60 minutes, dang. Do okay. you paint but, or anything? I've no. drawn and drawn before, painted, I'm not, I'm horrible. Like this, okay. not even. But drawing, I'm okay. okay. Okay, as in, I don't know. Like we're at the bare, like we're so low. But like I can do, I can do okay job. But like even then, I've drawn some stuff before that I, I to me were pretty, pretty decent. So I'm like, I've, that's taken me like maybe two weeks <laughs> to do something <laughs> like that. So when you say like, oh, it took me like sixty minutes, I was like, oh wow, it's just so, <laughs> it like hours and then the racing and then hours and then I hated okay. it and then, and then he did, yeah. That's just why. But I mean, I'm not even, I'm not a draw or paint myself i just like to make games so that's okay. yeah yeah <laughs> but when you say uh it takes like 60 minutes is it uh from before having an idea to finish the product let's say or you have an yeah. idea on your head and you find some time and you sketch it up um usually those like the that instagram stuff is i never really have an idea i start like with colors or something and I just delete and start again and delete and st until something happens. Um, I don't really plan anything, um, which I should, but I plan so much for work that that's just pure enjoyment uh, sometimes. Yeah. Well, I have, imagine if I see like a photo or something, like I have a reference and I think, oh yeah, I actually, I would like to draw something like this. That's where it starts or something, but um, usually I, I don't plan it. I should. I mean, a lot of people who are like uh, super good on Instagram and social networking and all that, they kind of plan the whole week and then they plan uh, the colors that they're going to use the month. And But I don't do anything really. I don't even post that much. Unfortunately, I would love to be more active, I guess. But yeah. I don't. But I guess it, it's your free time, right? So you just want to yeah. relax. You want to plan your free time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, that doesn't work. I've tried that. Yeah. Plan your free time. Everything just feels like work, especially after Corona and the whole like quarantine. I yeah. just don't know what like everything is so planned. I'm like, yeah. am I actually enjoying it, or is technically am I working to enjoy? And yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, I played enough MMOs to to know how that feeling of am I actually enjoying it, or am I just playing because I have to? <laughs> yeah, that's a tricky line. <laughs> But would you yeah. say that uh, you work better uh, when you don't have a deadline and you can just sit down and do whatever, or when you have a deadline and you have to be productive? Uh, well, when I have to be productive, usually I'm really productive. And when I don't have, I tend to kind of procrastinate a bit. When I don't have nothing to do, I tend to like just, you know, have so many random ideas and then sometimes I don't even start an idea or something of, well, I think about if we are talking about productive productivity, <laughs> I think yeah. I'm better yeah, when I'm working, definitely, because uh, when I'm relaxing, sometimes I'm just like listening to music and sometimes I draw, sometimes I don't. Well, so yeah, I'm better when I'm working, definitely, because you need to hand in things. You just can't have time to procrastinate anything so mm -hmm. it's so fast-paced that well it has to be well, that makes sense yeah it's like you need to get this done so you're more focused on getting it done you're more focused on working on it mm -hmm. and then as i was going through some of your uh, uh drawings again and i see that you have this thing called unfinished on instagram and then you did a little sketch of prince of egypt with moses and his wife I love oh. that movie so much. <laughs> yeah. I didn't expect to see that. I was like, Oh, I so saw that in the movies. Yeah, that was so yeah. fun. I, I, I slept halfway through it. What? I, I, I no. was a kid. Don't judge no. me. Yeah, watch it again. <laughs> it's on Netflix, I think. Yeah, it's amazing. A uh, beautiful Depends movie. Depends on the country. I oh, yeah. I had issues exactly. with uh, France on Netflix. Oh, yeah, exactly. You can through Germany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. And I also see that one of your favorite books is Walden. I'm curious as to why. Why is that one? Oh, you know the book? Yeah. 
it's it's yeah because you are in um insert vpn here okay <laughs> <laughs> nice um we gotta get sponsors okay but yeah so back to <laughs> the walden book well it's amazing it's it was one of my favorite uh, first english like uh, written in english books and I just, I really love, um, I made, when I was in uni, uh, as I mentioned before, I was like really into typography and all of that. So in my third year, um, I bought a typewriter and I wrote some essays from Henry David Thoreau in, um, in the typewriter and I made a book with, with them. And um, I think just like, the idea of minimalism and the idea of living in the woods, it just really fascinates me. So I think, and even uh, nowadays when I'm kind of, um, well, we all have like those times when we are, we get like kind of consumists or something. We are just bored and we want to buy stuff or whatever. And I start remembering that book again. And I'm like, okay, Kat, just stop. You you have everything you need. You don't really need anything else. And that kind of, it's a book for me that kind of brings me a lot down to earth, like what I really need in life. And um, yeah, I think I, I do believe in what's written there. And I do believe in some stuff. So that's, he mentions, so I guess. It's my favorite book, and I always go back to to it. It's like gravity; I keep falling there, and um, yeah, it makes it makes me just think about things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I love that book too. I think it's one of the first books I read that were like not very self helpy and like not the usual fiction books I read, and I, I enjoyed it. And then I I put it away, and then I went back home. And like last couple weeks and i found it again like in one of the boxes and so i took it home with me in la and yeah so that's what i saw it. i was like oh wow that's cool but no the book is really good about the fact that like you can live in the woods and be happy and in fact the more you spend time there the less you realize you needed those things back there like back yeah. in like society real like back in your real home and yeah. it's just weird because it's like we get so distracted by technology social media like demands from people work like it's just like tiring and then when you realize you go outside and even something simple as like going to watch the sunset makes you realize like this really just makes me really happy even like doing meditation realize you don't need anything to make you happy you just kind of need to be centered yeah. and, and present with whatever that is and i feel like that's what you get to when you're doing your art when you just, yeah yeah so that's I why think- you also think your free time art is very good because it just comes from being very present with who you are and what you care about yeah I think uh, now with the corona and the pandemic and all of that, people got like really aware of how important it is just to enjoy the little and small things. But um, yeah, the book, when I moved to London, because London is so crazy sometimes, I know you're moving there now, Ricardo, but um, well, uh, sorry to tell you. It's London very is big, yes. London is a- <laughs> It's really crazy and coming from Portugal, I lived by the sea and now I had a really kind of relaxing life and London just was so much for me in the beginning and I think, yeah, the book helped me a lot to understand a lot of things about me and about the envi- how important is the environment where you live, like to your mental health and all of that, so yeah. Do you have somewhere you go in London to escape all the craziness? Um, when in the third year I moved to, is it too noisy? Maybe I should close my. Um, out of nowhere, yeah, it was like sounds like blowing or something. Okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, London has uh, amazing places. I mean, all the art galleries are fantastic. And uh, also in the third year, I moved to the north. Uh, I was living near Alexandra Palace. It's like a palace with a park and all of that. And it was really pretty. So I would go there a lot of times when it was not like pouring and raining. (laughs) I would go. So never. (laughs) Never, exactly. (laughs) 
<laughs> so then I had to move out from London because, well, never could. No, London sometimes, in the summer, it's okay. Sometimes it gets a bit sunny for two hours or so. So you can kind of. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's pretty far from the center. Like, my my main but, concern actually is uh, yeah. like having to stay for like 50 minutes in a metro every day. Like, that's not something I want to do. Yeah, with the corona is stressful, but uh, in the past, so when I was working in carrot animation, for example, I would take almost two hours commute there. So I was going from the north down to the south. So we, I would just like travel the whole London at 6 a.m. almost. But the tube, the, med, the um, tube is fine. It's like it's so quick. You don't even notice the time passing. At 6 a.m. if you're sleeping like three hours a day as you were, you probably slept all the way. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yep, that was my life. Hey, <laughs> how did you do this without sleeping? Well, I would sleep. I would go to bed. When I was in the studio, I would go to bed quite early. But um, no, it, it would be okay. Like, I would also sleep in the tube. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. You just can't sleep when you can. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, when you're younger, you endure more. Like, yeah, I, I, I used to take an hour and a half by car to work as well. Now yeah. I walk seven minutes to work. Like, that's yeah, kind of I a think big difference. Quality of life really is like living close to your job. At the moment, I'm in Finland, as I mentioned, and uh, I can see my studio from my window almost and it's like so good. I wake up like at 9.15 and I need to be there at 9.30 and I'm still there. So it's pretty yeah. amazing. Yeah. I know how that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like how you said quality of life depends on like how close you are to the commute. Because it, it can can be rough when you have like a really long commute. It can also be nice because you get to like think about things. But every day though... Yeah, the issue is the everyday part for sure. Yeah. It's too much, yeah. But now uh, studios are so open to, even here uh, where I'm at at the moment, uh, sometimes you can just like say, oh, I'm working from home today and you just work from home. And I think hopefully after the pandemic, studios will still be kind of open to that. Like so, f so people can just go there two times a week and then stay home for three days or something. Oh, that would be so amazing, really. To have an in-between uh, home and studio would be fantastic. Yeah, and having the option as well, because uh, one of the issues I have uh, if I'm working too much from home is sometimes it's hard to distinguish between like your workplace and... Yeah leisure in general so. so difficult yeah i was freelancing the um, the last two years uh, with all the bad habits a freelancer can have like working too much and um just be working all the time because if you're home you're working right so now that i'm in the studio i'm kind of getting my um times again like now it's time just to stop and enjoy sometimes i even leave my computer there just to not have the thing of like opening files here at home and all that so yeah i get it it's so difficult yeah that's one thing i want to fix uh, once i move i want to have my work pc and my pc yeah because currently i finish work at like closed two windows and game on the same computer do you work both both of you work for games i know well okay. technically i work for game dev tv and then i'm working on becoming like a gameplay programmer or game designer for a game studio oh amazing and so then yeah, yeah. and then ricardo is just a genius programmer <laughs> okay. uh, I, i'm currently uh, well until next friday i am uh a developer just for like uh, code analysis tools for the insurance industry and okay. now moving to application security Amazing. but we've done uh, game stuff like we did a game jam even though it was horrible we did we, done, we worked yeah. on games together and, and um, the dream is to one day have like our own little studio and do our own thing and make our own games fantastic but, uh, 
But that's that's one day. We're getting there. And that's why I like having all these guests on because it helps explore like the creative side, how some people mm-hmm. just do the creative work that they do. Because it seems like the mo- the ones that I enjoy the most are the people who just kind of like you say, they just they just do it. They don't plan it. Like because you don't plan it. And I wonder too if like Leonardo or Picasso didn't really plan. They were like, I'm just feeling like this today. I'm going to oh. make a masterpiece on accident, basically. I don't know about that. I think, actually, I think the big secret for a, an amazing painting is planning. <laughs> because, like, you need to know exactly where the light comes from, the colors, everything. I, I really think they probably planned everything. I'm not sure. Uh, that's why maybe I don't do big paintings because I don't plan it. <laughs> no, so when I really want to make a, a air quotes a good painting, I feel like I need to plan. Otherwise, it's just like, well, sometimes you're lucky, sometimes you're not. But um, the first step that I would give like a student an advice or something is just like paint, uh, plan the thing you're doing. Maybe I guess. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, but uh, one thing I find interesting in terms of like painting and dra- painting and drawing, like uh, it's something that everyone knows kind of how to do at least on a very basic level. So you can see like a huge difference between like someone like me and someone who like can do it for a living. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna show any drawings because uh, I-, I don't want to hurt your eyes. Oh, kinda. But I really believe anyone can do it if they like i i don't believe in like talent like uh, illuminated heads that they were born a genius no i believe like it's a lot of hard work and um if you like from today you really start you know working on it and in a right way in a logical way not like in a because sometimes we spend so ma- so many hours trying to learn something, but it, we are not really being productive or anything. We, we are not even learning. We're just pretending or something. If you really go to the right direction, I believe anyone can paint. I really believe in that. Wait, hold on. We need to go on with that, to go deeper into this. You said that a lot of people are pretending to learn. So what do you mean? Like they... What's like oh, a I simple guess- example? Like taking tutorials and just copying what the tutorial does or...? Yeah, uh, copying is important in the beginning, but then if you, I see a lot of artists just repeating the same concepts or the same character every single time, and I don't really believe they are learning anymore. I think they are just like repeating that. Of course, they are becoming, uh, well, people say, oh, but they are becoming experts in that, but well, yes, they are an expert, but it's time to you know, uh, do other things as well. So for me, like, if you spend 10 years with the same character, only that character, but with different uh, hairs or different, well, I don't know. I don't really, well, I I do respect it, but for me, because I'm really based on experimentation and I really love to try different things, I don't think that's learning. I think that's repeating a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it goes back to the original idea of the jack of all trades. Because mm. it got, got tainted over time. The original idea is jack of all trades, master of one, not master of none, right? It's the idea that you can do everything. Like you can repair your car, you can fix a table, but you have like your profession that you're actually very good at. Yeah. Yeah, and that's key. Yeah, because everybody's it's weird because it's like if you try to be a master at everything without choosing one path, then you become the whole thing. Jack of all trades, master of none. But if you master something and then use that knowledge of how you learn that to master other things, then you become the jack of all trades, master of one. Mm-hmm, so the key mm-hmm. is to master something because it's not really just learning that one thing, it's mastering how to learn. Yeah, which yeah, which is really hard. I mean, yeah, <laughs> just so, yeah. And then, so, would you, what advice would you have for people who are stuck in that kind of like vicious cycle of learning but not really learning, like you said? Like it's, they want to go past that and actually learn. I think my advice for anyone, even for myself, is like experimentation. It's like do a lot of stuff, you know. Don't get stuck with an idea because sometimes imagine I like a certain 
uh, art style or something like that. Oh, I really want to do this. I really want to do this. I but sometimes maybe you really want to do it, but you're not enjoying it doing it. You just mm. have this idea in your mind that you want to do that kind of stuff. But maybe you inside yourself, maybe you don't, you don't really want, you know. So I think the most important is like the journey, like people say, is like the journey in not, and not the final. So have fun first, you know, like try different stuff, do a lot of things, maybe do even things that you didn't know that you would have fun doing it, doing it. And then, well, I think one day we will find like the thing we like to do or something. But at the moment, I see a lot of like, I, what's weird is like I see on the Internet a lot of kids like 16, 17 years old or 18 worrying and worrying about finding an art style and I'm like oh my god like find yourself first you're 16 or 17 like how do you want to find an art style if you don't even know who you are and I'm 27 and I don't know who I am that's why I don't have an art style yet maybe I'll be 62 and I would still be looking for I will still be looking for myself and for my art style. So my advice is not to worry too much about that. It's just like enjoy the process because like if you die tomorrow, you will be like today uh, struggling with an idea of who you want to be instead of just having fun of you of what you can be now, I think. So experiment, experiment and experiment. That's my advice. That's beautiful advice. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's a, a, a something I see. Like a lot of people want to get to the destination. Yeah. Uh, and like the best thing you can do is think like, how do I get there? Yeah. Not when do I get there? Mm. And yeah. just go exactly. towards it. Doesn't matter if it takes 10 years or 20. Well, yeah, ideally, exactly. it takes less than like a full lifetime. <laughs> you would hope so. Yeah, hopefully. Well, it, well, if you're enjoying the the journey, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, it's like the movie Soul from Pixar now. That sometimes we have the idea, like I don't know if you've seen the movie. Have you seen? Not I yet. Seen it, but I heard how beautiful okay, so it is. Okay, he he kind of really wants to be in a jazz band, and um, he he kind of. All of his life is based on that imaginary idea of like the perfect job, let's say like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, by the end, he gets the job. Uh, he gets the gig. He's in the jazz band. But he's like, oh, so this is it, you know. Oh. And uh, that happens a lot also in animation and um, in our industry. Because like we kind of, you know, the big studios like Disney. Pixar, DreamWorks, we all want to go there. But then when you get there, you're like, okay, nice. And what else? And then you realize, oh, I lost the 10 years of my life, just like dreaming and dreaming and dreaming about this and not thinking about anything else. But a job is a job. We, of course, we always talk about dream jobs and we are so lucky. At least I feel really grateful that I got the opportunity to work in in kind of dream jobs. At the moment, I'm working on a um, TV show for Nickelodeon. And well, 10 years ago, I would be like, fuck. Sorry, I don't know if I can say this, but <laughs> no, you, can. you know, I really <laughs> wanted to do that. And I love it. I absolutely love it. But, you know, imagine if I would have like stayed the past seven years just like obsessed with this idea I wouldn't even enjoy the process as much. And sometimes when you get obsessed with the studio, you don't even get there because you just like your art gets so influenced by something by them that they feel you will not add nothing here because you are exactly like us, like you just copied our style. So usually studios from, well, from what I've seen, uh, they are looking for something for someone who can work on their style but also add something to the studio so don't try to copy exactly what they are doing because well they have 4,000 employees already doing that so if you want to get a job try to add something to the company instead of just copying what they do so that's what I think at least 
Wow, that was that was great. And so yeah. I'm curious. So what was the job, the the animation project you're doing for Nickelodeon, if you can say? Um, uh, it's been announced. It's uh, for a TV show named Best and Bester. It's okay. like a um, a series, um, 52 episodes. It's really fun. It's based on like 90s. Uh, design style and the design is really amazing. Um, wow, the the art director um, Louis. <laughs> All right. The art director Noted. is amazing and the art is like fantastic. <laughs> so, yeah, it's looking really cool. It will be out next year. I'm looking forward to it. I j we just started the second episode. We are doing one episode a week, which is kind of like you know quick and nice. So. It's fantastic, yeah. It's for Nickelodeon, but I'm working on Gigglebug Studio in Finland. Um, well, it's co-produced. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Are you excited? Like, do you feel like I know you just said you know getting that dream job, but like, does it feel like different now that you work in Nickelodeon too, or is it just like nope, not a studio because you're so I guess in tune with your, you're so self-aware about what you want. It's it's amazing. It's mm -hmm. really first of all, it's really cool for me because as I mentioned, I was working freelancing a lot and it's nice to be on a production for on a pipeline now that I know what that means. You for, made uh, it. <laughs> I made it. See, it was yeah. worth it. <laughs> uh, it's nice to work on a full project from uh, the beginning to the end. So I'll be here. I'll be working on that a year. So it's also nice to be on uh, the same project for a while instead of being jumping around as I was last year. So yeah, it's fantastic. And of course, it's like even the art is, is very Nickelodeon and all that. So I kind of sometimes I'm painting and I'm like, oh, wow, this is, you know, the 10 year old Katerina would be like so hyped with this, like you're, you're going to be on Nickelodeon and all that. So it's kind of nice. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, congrats, because that's, that's amazing yeah. working Nickelodeon. The only time I ever want to work for Nickelodeon is to work more on Avatar The Last Airbender. That's, that's my favorite show. So Fantastic. Maybe one yeah. day you work on that. Who knows? Because they have the new of Avatar Studios. So. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so let's see. What is the difference? Okay, but let me ask one more thing. Did you find sleep after getting Nickelodeon, the job? <laughs> Did you? Uh, nice. Actually, in Finland, <laughs> I've been struggling a bit to sleep because um, there's no night here at the moment. So yeah. it's like, what time is it? Wait, what? Oh, time? yeah. You know, and it, it was so weird for me, like, uh, because sometimes it's like uh, 4 a.m. and it's like sun everywhere. And I wake up Same like, oh, here. my God, I need to go. It's 9, it's not. And it's 4 a.m. And I'm like, oh. God, it's it's. I've been struggling a bit with that, but yeah, when when we are working on like a series and all that, it's kind of more relaxing because um, I feel uh, at least I feel like it's a bit more relaxing because usually the producers they kind of organize all your time very well and you know exactly. I mean, if you follow the deadlines and all of that, you should have time for everything, which is nice. Good. And mm -hmm. for working working with Nickelodeon, have you learned anything since working yeah, there? Yeah, of course. Um, of course, like a lot of uh, Photoshop tricks even. And uh, uh, I've been doing also some color scripting and all of that. So I'm definitely learning a lot about colors. And most and mostly because it's, um, it's um, a new style. The studio, uh, the show is not like my current, my normal way of painting or anything. So I'm definitely learning a new style. I think in every project I work, it's kind of uh, just learning a new style and learning new ways of painting to fit the project and all that. That's why I also advise a lot of students to just do experiment a lot, because if you're going to work on like for a thousand different clients and with different styles, you need to be able to paint differently every time, right? So I this this summer I did some work for Google and and for Amazon Prime and the styles were so different from each other. Like you you really need to be able to kind of 
change completely the way you paint, change completely your, well, your medium even sometimes. So, yeah, mm-hmm. to adapt is important. That's true. Yeah, if you can only want do one thing, uh, you really have only two options, right? You either work for yourself and hope it works, or yeah. you find the perfect job straight away and stay yeah. in it forever. Exactly, yeah. Is it even possible finding a perfect job? No. No, yeah. I think <laughs> a job is a job and uh, it, it it will never be perfect. But, uh, well, in animation, I've been kind of lucky, actually, since I started. And uh, I never really hated a job that I had. Never. I always really loved it. And uh, that's why I'm still working on on animation I think at the moment that I'll start hating it I'll probably just change the area or something I mean it's good you probably should right if you're not enjoying it yeah if you if you're like for three years working on different projects and you hate every single project this may be a sign that okay maybe it's time to go for architecture or something whatever (laughs) (laughs) yeah can't be a painter anymore gotta do architect yeah why not and so I was going to say something, but I lost it. Um, oh, okay. So how are you working on finding yourself? Because you said people should find themselves and find their style. Like how how can they do that? And what are some examples maybe you've done to like help discover yourself? Um, working on finding... Well, uh, I, don't, I didn't really find myself or anything, but... Um, well, I don't know. I think every day I find a different Katerina, different cats. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the important part is like, well, what really helps me is always, because of course I live outside of my home, right? Like Portugal. Uh, so what really helps me is to go back there and remember like, oh, this is me, you know, like I have a place. Because when you live a lot of, time uh, far away from home you kind of you are always a different person even if you don't want to because this is not my mother language even so I can't express myself the way I would express myself in Portuguese so every time I I feel kind of lost I need to go I just go back to Portugal and I kind of oh okay this is me before everything you know just like just with my mom and with like the same neighborhood and the same people but um, well finding yourself is like an everyday job every day you need to find yourself like it's not a thing i don't believe that has an achievement like oh today i found myself for a lifetime and now that's me and everything is like stable and cool no i think like today i found myself i don't know where did i find myself today well today we had a brazilian party at my studio so maybe i found a more brazilian Katerina, but tomorrow I might find myself eating a sandwich or something. So you just need to find yourself for the next 24 hours. Then you can go sleep, you get lost, and then you wake up and you're like, that's my that's my job for today is finding who I am today, not for a lifetime, just today. That was so poetic. <laughs> God, it's, it's, it's really late here. So my brain is already getting in the poetic part like the dreamy Katerina and not the <laughs> that's funny you built yourself so anytime it's like 12 a.m you're like all right time to work <laughs> <Yeah. to> sleep. <laughs> but I love yeah. when you said you find yourself eating a sandwich it's like you're playing hide and seek with yourself and you're like what? where am I today yeah flavors and foods is really uh, sometimes you know when you're like eating something that you don't eat since your childhood and they're like oh my god I remember this flavor, this smell, that's enough to find yourself for, you know, like a candy or something that you used to eat a lot or, and then you didn't eat that for 10 years and now you just bite it again and like, oh, okay, this is Katerina for like 14 years ago where she's like just chilling and enjoying life. That's, yeah, food is also good to find yourself. Just eat. Just <laughs> <laughs> I love that advice. Just eat. Just <laughs> eat. <laughs> yeah, recommended. What? If you ever feel lost, just eat a sandwich, and I promise you'll feel like full again. 
<laughs> Why not, right? Why not? <laughs> Ricardo's shirt. Why mm-hmm. not? <laughs> awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, so this has been so much fun. And so near the end, you usually ask the guests about uh, a challenge. So you have like a short challenge you can give to the listeners. It could be anything related to art, finding yourself, whatever you can think of. And no rush. You can take your time. Oh, so so I should challenge people to do things? Is that yes? Okay. <laughs> Ideally related to something. Like okay. So art, whatever. With art. Life. Okay. The universe. <laughs> food. With food, actually, I would. Well, the first thing I would say is like, if you want to find your style and yourself, maybe try to cook. Um, a meal that you don't eat for ages ago and just like cook it and enjoy it and then write or paint what did you feel about it and how did you feel about it um that's my challenge cook a meal and describe it or paint it it's beautiful now i'm just gonna need to cook some chicken nuggets and then paint okay. about it i'm very people no, i'm joking <laughs> Well, so much or cheese sticks. Oh, that's oh, my childhood right there. Yeah, that's good. that would that would go now. <laughs> but yeah, so this has been so much fun, Kat. Thank you for coming on. Thank um, you. It was a pleasure having you on. There's so many gems and stuff that I didn't expect to hear, but needed to hear. Mm. And uh, I just mm-hmm. want to hand the mic to you to end it off with any minute last minute shout outs any last tips and anything else you want to leave us with and uh, thanks for coming on katharina and mike's all yours thank you uh so well thank you for inviting me this was really fun and yeah the only thing i want to say is like have fun experiment a lot don't worry too much and listen to good music forget bad art and just like chill and have fun. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening. You can find all courses at GameDev.tv or in the show notes at a discounted price. Get started with your game development journey today.